0: Welcome back in on this Green and Gold Monday, one and all. Packers get a win yesterday, knock off the New Orleans Saints, and now it's a quick turnaround. Today is actually the Thursday of their week, and joining us now uh, over on the hotline up in Green Bay uh, before we get to uh, Matt LaFleur coming up at the bottom of the hour is our own Mike Clemens. And, Mike, uh, fun day yesterday. I mean, a lot of blemishes, don't get me wrong, but – Man, the way uh, Jordan Love showed some moxie and came back, man, it was uh, it was rather impressive. i, I got to give him credit for that.
1: All about the fourth quarter. Um, you know, we got midway through the third quarter, and we're saying, you know, the, and there's, in some ways this is one of the worst games we've ever seen up at Lambeau Field. Oh, my God, is this really going to be the Jordan Love era? And right. then uh, they flipped a switch. And so – uh, here's your two guys that uh, were awarded the game ball. And remember on Friday's show we are talking about that LaFleur still hasn't determined who the captains are on this team. I think I think he got a captain. I think, I think you've got a quarterback that has got all these guys on the team with their hands shaped like a heart, you know, for love, for Jordan Love. And you got Rashawn Gary. And if there is anything that's more of a, a spark plug, to uh, stimulate your, your defense and to get a crowd into it. It's this guy, and here's where they were at the podium back to back last night after the win.
2: Yeah, I think we were just going two minute mode, going a little bit faster, um, and taking some more shots downfield. And uh, you know, was, we were getting a lot of man-to-man coverage. And uh, receivers were just capitalized on those opportunities right there and making plays for us. we look looking at the beginning of the
3: game. We let up our early score throughout the rest of the game We really wasn't giving them too much, so we just knew that if we take it play by play and play to our standard, we'll be fine and come out with a win, and thank God we did.
0: Yeah, thank God they did. Uh, Good point. Uh, So, Mike, yesterday I thought that uh, there was a lot of things that were just bad early on, and when you talk about uh, some of the catches, the fourth down calls, things like that that did not happen, it could have cost them this game. I do appreciate, though, the moxie of this team. You know what I mean?
1: They're young. They're energetic and there was no quit in them they trust their quarterback they trust their coach who you know one of the players told me last week you know i'm impressed about this guy he's completely ready wednesday morning when we come in from our day off he's got the whole rest of the week already set so you can start working on it right away you don't have to wait for it bit by bit so so that's how you get players to buy into your program even if you're not exactly Vince Lombardi, is a vocal, you know, motivational leader that Lafleur, you know, that's just not who he is. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just very straightforward. Here's what you need to do to win, and let's, you know, let's let's have a standard of what you've got to do when it comes to execution. One of my new play, favorite players in the Green Bay Packers locker room that I've just kind of been eh about is Samari Torre, because I see this kid growing and growing. And then I see him, They, you know, they send him deep down to the north end zone between the hashes, but he's in double coverage, and he, you know, it's off his fingertips. And then the, you just get the sense of that the timing's off just by a step. There were so many plays like that, especially in the first half. And then they have another penalty, which gets him third and long. But Torrey, he had three targets. He didn't actually have a catch. But you, you learn how – they were building and building and getting more information about what the saints defense was doing and how they were reacting throughout the game so i talked to tory after the game i said he almost had that huge catch in the fourth quarter just before the thirty-yard pass to Jaden reed
4: yeah i had a a backline route and they called the perfect coverage for it they just really took away the inside and i felt no one you know to the outside of me so I kind of like tried to move to space because I know J-, J Love works off schedule, wants you to find space. Uh, moved to my outside and then J Love like looked at me like he was going to throw it and then ran away from me and then threw it back without even really looking first. He just felt me there and throughout the game we had been making plays. We had been moving the ball, but penalties just ended up killing us. So we just we just said keep doing what we're doing. We got to make plays. We we went two minute up tempo the whole fourth quarter, and they they couldn't really keep up with it.
0: I Mike, uh, it was the brilliant call of Matt Lafleur, and I'll say this to show the sense of urgency: like we can still win this thing. So I I thought that was you know I I thought that was very smart in in saying look. We got, we're, gonna, we're not just going to roll over and die and get in the huddle and watch this thing get frittered away. We've got a sense of urgency. We can still win this thing. I thought that was, that was, a, that was a, a changing moment via Matt LaFleur in the play calling.
1: For me, it's like when Darnell Savage has a big deflected pass, and then he turns around and he looks at the south end zone and says to the fans, come on, let's go. Right, And they're telling the fans, be a part of this. And it's no longer LeFleur on the sidelines waving his hands, trying to get the crowd going. All of his players turn and look at those fans in the stand and say, come on, let's go. And this is, this is not just a, this is for real. This is real stuff. These are all the ingredients you need to pull off a win when you're down 17 and you come back in the fourth quarter. So then you talk to Tori about this. I said, to me – I mean, th- these guys would get open, and it would, they would just just be off by a second. And then maybe, and then maybe Love would make a great throw using his arm at an angle and get through a couple of guys and, and pull off an incredible play. So I said, when you guys came out there and set up for your two-minute drill offense, now now you're in the fourth quarter, it actually looked like you were relaxed right at just before the snap, right?
4: Yeah, because dudes are just turning their brains off, and it's just muscle memory at that point. We we rep that so much, especially in training camp. We will rep it almost every day. And two minute drill isn't an easy thing to rep. At the end of practice you're tired, it's hot and you gotta go, you gotta go, go, go. And it's like, damn, hey, we gotta do two minute again today. But today is just it just goes to show that why we do it.
5: You got a deep ball in the middle, two guys on you. Yeah. Just on the fingertips.
4: Yeah, I mean, we, we got to make those plays at the end of the day. As a receiving quarter, we got to give confidence to the quarterback that, you know, he can lean on us. Even even when the is not clean, we got to give him the confidence to be able to throw it up to us. So uh, that that's on us, and I think we're, we're, we're getting better at that, and we'll continue to get better.
0: Good stuff uh, by Samari Torrey with a lot of, uh, you know, kind of insight there, saying, oh, God, we don't have to do this again, do we? But it, it, or, uh, yeah, to Samari Tori. But good stuff, good insight into the fact that this is the reason we do what we do. And, and some of the things that they work on in practice are some of the things that began to shine through in this game. So I thought good insight there. Now, when you look at the favorite targets, you look at Romeo. Do- Dontavian Wicks had a pretty solid game. He got open. He just didn't get the ball the entire time. But I think that um, when, when it comes to the play calling and more so with Jordan Love and the recognition, It'll come with time. He's still left a lot on the field, but I think he's starting to get comfortable with some of his receivers and spreading the ball around to everybody.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, I forgot too that, that you know it was Torrey who did catch the the two point PAT. So that was a big play for him.
4: Right.
6: And
1: then, and then, um, as you were talking about here, you know, you're down seventeen eleven, and now you get the ball back, and you're going to go but um, nine plays, eighty yards and there's about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you're driving. Now, some of these balls, they got that 30-yarder to Jaden Reed, which was a huge gain, off of Taylor, number one, a guy who had a great game as a defensive back, filling in for one of their injured players, deflected passes. One of the guys told me that you know he played against them in college. Um, but with some of the incompletions, that's information that they're finding out, you know, because what you're doing with between the offensive coaches up in the booth and the floor down and calling the plays on the sidelines, they're gathering information because they're trying to figure out what's going to be their kill shot, you know, the 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 sure bet, the sure thing, to try and get probably dubs into the end zone for a touchdown catch. And I asked him if if so, is that what you're sort of building on with those play calls, whether it's play action or short passes over the middle? And here's what he told me.
3: Yeah, it was it was a it was a read that he made absolutely, um, you know, because the first couple times it was just gathering gathering information, on how the corners gonna play through the ball, on what I can do on my on my end, and you know, third time, great ball, great catch.
5: Matt even told us last Wednesday that the Saints defensive backs are gonna be about as physical as you see, mm-hmm. and it seemed like that way for three quarters, and then they got those two PIs back to back. What was it like to adjust that that physicality as you're trying to run? Your-
3: just continuing to play ball, you know. I, again, I knew as a core, we all knew coming into this game that this back end was really physical. They're really handsy. And, you know, things just was happening in the way how they were. And in the end, we came out to win.
5: You guys run two minutes every day. Yep. And you know what? Mm-hmm. How comfortable you feel running two minutes?
3: Just from those last, you know, couple possessions, uh, we were moving the ball really well. So, you know, it kind of, you know, You know defense didn't really have a plan they just went on what they wanted to do and you know in the end we came out on top and it was a great one mike the other thing that nobody's talking
0: about is the fact that luke musgrave is fast becoming a favorite target as well i mean that guy is uh, he's open he's got big hands he i love the way he tucks and runs with the football uh he's become a fast target as well
1: i love talking football with this kid bill i mean yeah i continue yeah you know why First of all, he doesn't take any BS. He's so smart. He doesn't like dumb questions. He's patient with people. He tries to answer the questions. But he is so hip. He's so locked in. And he's he's such a competitor. I, I He's just, in terms of a football personality, I get more and more impressed with this guy every week. And he comes from a football family. By the way, can I call a little audible for you here? Yeah, go ahead. I, I, over the weekend, Tom Andrews got me into the alumni gathering. You know all the Packers that came, you know, Jerry Kramer's there, and Dave Robinson, and right. you know, Leroy was there, right? Um, and I got to see your buddy Lynn Dickey, who says hi. All right.
0: Oh, he's So awesome. I got to
1: talk to, to, to the Packers quarterback. So now I'm going to have to leave here in a couple minutes. So we'll take a break and I'll come back. But um, I want I've I, I just sent you guys like a, a little five minute interview I did with Lynn Dickey that I think you'll find interesting. So. I want to talk about this conversation now with Luke Musgrave. I just want to give you a heads up on that and why he believes in Jordan Love with each week, each game, and each drive.
2: He keeps okay, the plays let's uh, is calm and collected. I mean, obviously we got a lot of a young team, but everybody's stepping up, and I attribute so much of that to to the offense, the coaches, and Jordan Love. We can kind of look to as that rock, and delivers just amazing throws. Early
5: in the game, I see you release. And in front of the safeties, wide open between the hashes, and the ball goes sailing a little bit over your head.
2: Um, well, that first throw was was on me. I could have kept that a little higher. But, yeah, it's it's just kind of muscle memory in that two-minute drive, and it's just, you know, know the play and, and run the play.
5: Did you feel comfortable out there today? I mean, you passed the jitters, and now it's it's just like practice.
2: Yep, exactly. Uh, like I said, football is football, and in between the white lines, it's it's football, and I think we're past the jitters, and obviously it's a big moment, but but we're here to play football and win.
5: What was the deal with the penalties?
2: Um, You know, it happens. We knew that there was a tight crew coming into it, but uh, I think they, I don't know if they called anything that we weren't, uh, I wasn't responsible for. I know I had one that that I jumped, so I definitely need to tighten those up, myself included, um, and we'll come back better next week. When Rashawn gets his third
5: quarterback sack, you've got to feel the momentum shift.
2: Yeah, I, I Sav,
5: Sav gets that deflection down deep on the south end zone and then he looks at the crowd and says, let's go, right?
2: Yeah, I was I mean, I mean, was saying earlier how, how much the defense helped us out and, and getting the crowd rolling and and uh, I'm definitely glad Gary's on our team and not on not somebody that I have to block because yeah, he's an animal and it's it's pretty fun to watch him work.
5: And when 88's out there, now they're not
2: booing. They're saying, Luke, Luke. Did you hear that today? I did not, no.
6: They
2: were saying, Luke. <laughs> oh. Oh. There we go. There you go. Good stuff. Let's do this.
0: He is a good guy to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Mike Clemens with Lynn Dickey when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show on a green and gold Monday. It's all coming up right after this.
6: Ready. This
0: is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: what advice would you give somebody that you know that's window shopping
6: i'd have to say Pella windows and doors of wisconsin plays at an mvp level in the replacement game they came in ahead of time measured all the windows make sure they had all of the measurements when the Pella people left you had no idea they had been here you just had the new window they're great professionals gina and some of the best in the world at what they do
1: Right now, pay as low as $19 a month per window or $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. Pella's team of expert installers start with an in-home consultation and finish with no hassle or mess, leaving nothing but perfect results that stand the test of time. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, pay as low as $19 per window and $75 per month on patio doors. Visit PellaWI.com today. $6.99 699 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See Showroom for details, offers at 9 30, 2023.
2: Love will take it in. He told us he would do the Lambeau leap on a rushing touchdown. I never been a part of a win like that no. before in my career in the National Football League. Give it up for yourself. Yeah. I mean, those guys are special. They made some great plays when we needed it most. You know, it wasn't perfect a lot of that game, but, you know, guys never flinched, and they showed out and showed up and made plays at the end.
5: There
0: you have it. Packers get a win, exciting win. And uh, Mike Clemens is on board joining us because I know here at the bottom of the hour, uh, Matt LaFleur is going to be speaking, so Mike's going to have to get going. But uh, really good stuff, and it was exciting. It was a it was a moxie win. It wasn't an impressive win. It wasn't a pretty win. None of that. It was just a moxie win yesterday, Mike. Yeah, yeah.
1: and as we said, Lafleur in that meeting gave game balls out to Rashawn Gary and to Jordan Love. There probably should have been a third game ball to that rookie kicker for the Saints groupie who <laughs> was wide right <laughs> from from forty eight. Because let's face it, you know. But you know what? That he just makes yesterday even more special and incredible. And you know, I've only covered a couple of Badger games in the press box, and we all know that at the end of the third quarter they do jump around. Well, no one warned me that when they do that, that old press box at Camp Randall Stadium, it starts to sway. Right, That's scary as hell. <laughs> so <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, when those 78,000 fans just went nuts, when that ball went wide right, I was standing up because it was time to grab the elevator and head downstairs. And that press box was swaying yesterday, dude. I'm here to tell you. Really? When you, st- Yeah, when you stood up right behind our chairs there in the front row of the press box, I had to touch the wall a little bit because it was, whoa, it was, you know, it was, it was a mild tide out there on the cruise ship in the wow. Runner press box. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was for real. That's how that place literally was rocking. Um, That's injury, impressive. Zach. That- yeah, injury, Zach Tom, right tackle. He left the game with a knee. And uh, Devondre Campbell, he spent most of this training camp uh, with his ankle injury, and he had to leave the game again. And I saw him in his locker. He's not talked to us for weeks or months. He expresses himself on Twitter from time to time. I and mean, He does a local radio show up in Green Bay, but that's a story we're tracking down. But over the weekend, it was also the Packers alumni weekend. And there's Jerry Kramer and Dave Robinson from the Lombardi era. And, you know, Jan Stenerud, a guy that you've regularly interviewed on your show. And I was mm-hmm. just thinking, these guys, when they're watching Jordan Love do his business there in the fourth quarter and scoring those points in the south end zone, the exact same spot where Bart Starr went over the goal line in the ice bowl. I mean, it's like, can, they, can you believe this kind of magic is happening at this place again? And this is a weekend of anniversaries. This is the same weekend when Mikowski goes down and Favre takes over here at Lambeau Field. And now Jordan Love kind of establishes himself with that you know, fun comeback win yesterday. And it's also the first weekend that I started getting to cover this team. I was shooting camera for a TV station. And you've had Lynn, Lynn says hello. Lynn Dickey says hello. He was the quarterback that I was covering that day. On the sidelines was the head coach, Bart Starr. With the headset, so I'm going to go downstairs here. But it, you know, I wanted to play a little bit of that interview for you here on the show, talking to Lynn Dickey here this weekend for Alumni Weekend to watch that Packers Saints game.
5: It's at County Stadium, and it's you and James, and JJ, and the rest of the group against the Rams, in a really good game to kick off the season. And that was I've been covering the you guys. Ever since that
6: was eighty two, yes, sir. Was it eighty? Nah, nineteen eighty two. We were we were down twenty three to nothing at half. Yep. And I think at that time that was uh, the biggest comeback for a victory um, in a in an NFL game.
5: That was a good Rams team.
6: Yeah, they were pretty good. Um it, it. That was the first game that I can remember sensing that the other team was. Um, they knew the momentum had switched, and they just thought we're done. Because, and I say that because their defensive line right. were starting to help me up and be nice, and, <laughs> and that normally does not happen. And you know, they throw a pass for a touchdown, and Jack Youngblood, you know, you know nice, nice pass, man, nice pass. You know, so I next time I got in the huddle, I said, we got them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving up, and I think it ended up. 35 23. They did not uh, score the second half, and we put up um, seven touchdowns, five touchdowns.
5: Now, when you come back for Alumni Weekend, and then you're out there on the field and you're waving to now 80,000 fans in that stadium, I, you know, I'm just here to tell you that connection is so great for these current day fans, these guys in their 30s now that can afford these tickets yeah. <laughs> and come see these yeah. games. So, for you, And it's so great that you come back every year for this alumni stuff. I was thinking, who are some of the best storytellers of the Packers that you've loved to see over the years? Maybe some of those guys that have passed on. Did you get to meet Don Hudson?
6: No. No, I never met uh, Don Hudson. But I was, I I considered myself pretty fortunate in uh, the Lombardi guys. Yeah. Yeah. When I was playing, when I got here in 1976, they didn't really accept everybody, right? you know. But I, for some reason, uh, most all those guys kind of let me in their little inner circle. Uh And boy, I was like a little kid in a candy store. I I wanted to just listen uh, to as many stories as they had. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them, most of them are gone now and uh, well, we still got Jerry, uh, Jerry Carol, Kramer. Carol, Carol Dale, Gerald and Dale. Boyd Dowler still around Dave uh, Fr- Robinson. Dave Robinson. Um, you All know they
5: Lombardi era players, sure. Yeah,
6: Lombardi, but I you know they—that was a pretty uh, select club of people. Uh, number one, just the privilege, and I would have loved to have played for Coach Lombardi. I don't care how tough he was, at the end of the day, you knew we're going to win. Yeah. You know, and that, that, would, that would have been a thrill so, for me. So know.
5: a guy like Lee Remmel, a reporter then, and later the PR director said, you know, I didn't like him. He was kind of a jerk. He was a hot, but you know what? He was right. And he got the results. And, 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 I, and that's what players are always looking for. We're looking for a guy that's going to help them, you know, win ball games. Now, I also know that even though he was your coach, you got to be really close with Bart Starr, right?
6: I did. Um, to this day, maybe the classiest, nicest human being, nothing to do with football. Yeah. Just as a human being, he and Cherry both, uh, I, you know, when I first met him and I got up here, I thought, really? No one can be this nice. Yeah. 24/7 365. Um, nobody can do that, but that was who he was. Uh, both of them. they were just the most cherry Still willis with us but uh, uh, he, he was just a phenomenal human being and he worked as hard, physically hard. he really did but and you know he'd get after you now and then uh, but boy what a comfort it was to come off the sideline. And be able to go over to Bart Starr and and for him to come to me and say, hey, next time when we run this play action, take a peek at the other side because uh, you might have had it this time. And I'm, If somebody, another quarterback coach, would have come up to me and said that, I'm going, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but when he would say something, I'm you going, yeah, well, he'd been there and done that, you know. Uh, so I absolutely. Uh, paid a lot of attention to him. Uh, I miss him already. Um, you know, wish he were still here. As, but all of us are not always going to be here. I, I get that. So be nice to people. Make the best of it while we're here. There you go. That's Lynn
0: Dickey with Mike Clemens. Mike had to run. He's got to get upstairs and uh, listen to Matt LaFleur and his presser and such. as. Packers start getting ready for the Saints. Good stuff from Mike, though. Real good stuff. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back. we got a couple of segments yet to go. We still have What do We Miss?, Coming up today as well, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, Boondocks on County Road K in Oconomowoc. They've got a new shop that opened. They've had signature sauces for a long time. They use different cheeses and breads and such. Now they've got their own little like mini factory right there. And you can go to the shop right across the street. So you can go out for some great food, you can hire the food truck for a catering event, or you can bring it all home yourself. That's Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. And now right across the street from the restaurant, the shop. Shop is now open as well. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin
6: Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Buckle up! It's all systems go at Potawatomi. Plug into high wattage play, and you could win an all-electric BMW i7. Play now through September with your club card. Prize drawings on Thursdays. There's a shocking $800,000 in total prizes on the line, including the luxury BMW i7.
6: It's time to electrify your drive, only at Potawatomi Casino Hotel. More info at paysbig.com/bmw. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. <laughs>
0: Good to have you. Phil Michael's show continues on. eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 1670 Thanks to our friends at Boondocks, as we had mentioned, going into break. Certainly appreciate them being a part of the program. Um, the uh, Boy, uh, a lot of people kind of got inspired <laughs> by the Lynn Dickey discussion regarding uh, Bart Starr and such. Uh, look, uh, I am not... Uh, I. They're... they're, they're it it seems to be that there's this, this desire for these comparisons and i on one hand i believe it okay i understand that it's it's where you want to be on the other hand it's kind of like you know just let this game marinate because you got another one on the horizon and all these feelings can go away very very quickly so this game is what it is and i got to i got to remind myself like all of you to say it was an ugly game that they won they pulled it out showed a lot of moxie and i like it i like it That's it. Nothing more. This is the comments about Jordan Love from some of the guys around him. It's from Romeo Dobbs and Kenny Clark and Matt LaFleur and Preston Smith and Jaden Reed and Tavian Wicks. Take a listen to the comments of the guys that are
7: around the new leader, the new face of the Green Bay Packers. Take a listen. We're just going to go through these in order. Let's start with Romeo Dobbs. This is right after the game.
3: No, he was no different. He was all poised. I mean, if you look at the cameras – um, just watching him, you know, in the huddle, pre-snap or whatnot, uh, you know, his poise is amazing. And that's one trait that I, you know, continue to emphasize on because every any other quarterback in that situation would lose his mind.
4: So. To, to see a guy you know pretty well come through in this moment for the first time in his career, yeah. It, it, did you learn anything about him or is this validation of what you already knew about
3: him? I mean, Jordan's Jordan's always been pretty good at what he did. Or what he does i'm sorry um you know it was just you know he's getting his opportunities right now and his opportunities he's coming out on top of him and then
0: kenny clark talked about uh jordan love in the same aspect
3: jordan is,
4: is he cool man he cool he, he like i don't know it's like a it's like cali thing he's just he's just calm and cool in every situation and um you know, it don't matter if it's good or bad, like, he never too high, never too low. You know what I'm saying? He's just constantly working, uh, you know, constantly, ch- you know, chopping wood. And, um, you know, you saw that today. You saw that today. And uh, in that fourth quarter, you know, he made he made a lot of plays, uh, you know, a lot of play where he, he got out and scrambled and, and stayed in, in bounds and got extra yardage. Like, we knew it was over right there. Uh, he's just, he's just, he's a, he battles. Uh, he's a fighter. He's resilient. Um, and... Uh, you know it was good. It was, that was awesome to see
0: then you've got Matt LaFleur talking about his quarterback and the moxie that he showed
1: again it wasn't always how we drew it up certainly but when he had to make plays he was making plays the poise that he shows is is really remarkable i think the leadership that he shows is unbelievable i mean i'd go down there and before we we take a drive and he's talking to all the guys and encouraging everybody and those guys will they're, they're going to fight for him
0: let me stop there for a second. Grant, how big of a stark contrast is that
7: compared to Rodgers when he used to sit on the bench via the resting bitch face? Oh, So this is oh, – you, you just opened a bag of chips. I'm glad we waited until – almost till the end of the show to bring this up. I think <laughs> – I think there's a world in which Rodgers starts that game yesterday and his wide receivers can't come down with contested catches and they're not in the right spots – and the team just kind of gives up. And Jordan Love didn't really have the option to give up yesterday because he didn't like, he needed to keep throwing to Dobbs and Reed. Like, these are his guys, right? He, he didn't right. really have a choice. Right. But it was kind of cool to see them try over and over and over again for three straight quarters. And then finally in the fourth, after trying to get Reed going and trying to get, they all clicked. And it was cool to see that happen in the midst of four quarters. And again, I, I don't want to compare him to Rodgers cuz Rodgers is 40 years old. Those teams were different, but I don't think that happens with Rodgers. I don't either. I, I I don't either. I The
0: the the discussion of a quarterback, and this is what we talked about with Brady, this is what we talked about with Mahomes, these quarterbacks going up and down the line. High five in their guys. Come on. Come on. We can do this. We got it, you know. It I don't know what that does to individual players. I couldn't tell you. But just on the outside looking in, it certainly looks like, I mean, unless the guy can't walk the walk, that's the other thing. If they're looking at him like, dude, you can't even throw a pass. What do you, you? Get out of here. Unless they're looking at him like that, right now you got to be looking at him like this is a young, hungry cat that wants to win. I don't think anything more than that. I mean, you know him, and, you know, if you're inside that locker room and stuff, you know him better than that. But I think you're just looking at it as this is a young, hungry cat that just wants to win and wants to put the, his his stamp on this team. So for right now, like Mike Clemens said, you, you're kind of behind him. You, you you got his back just because. Then Preston Smith, defensively, one of the leaders on the defense, had this to say.
3: You know, we've been believing in, in Buddy Love, as I call him. Man, he's been playing at a high level, man. We know. We, we know what he can do, and we know, you know as long as we have his back and we, and we stay consistent, he can keep us in any game. He, we can win any game, you know, with him and our quarterback. We know he has a lot of ability. He can make the throws. You see, he can run. He can run. He says sometimes he lowers his shoulder. Sometimes he, sh- he makes a man miss, man. You know, he hit him with the okey-doke, man, switches up. But, you know, Jordan Love has a lot of ability, man, to win games in this league, a lot of games.
0: Buddy Love, as they like to call him, off of the Nutty Professor theme. Uh, then you got Jaden Reed, one of his guys. He had this to say about
3: Jordan Love: Man, like just positivity in the locker room at halftime. You know, he helped the guys. You know, keep confidence, uh, knowing that it was zero zero going back out there into the second half. And uh, he always do a great job, man. I love Jordan the way he uh, approached the game and you know approached the players and his teammates. You know, he's a team guy and you know he keeps everybody on the same page. And um, that's how we came out on top today. Then you've
0: got uh, Jaden Reed and uh, – or, excuse me, Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks is the guy that, you know, has become kind of uh, – first of all, Dontavian Wicks is getting open, uh, which is impressive. But eventually he's going to start to get his too. And this is another guy, young guy, rookie guy, looking at Jordan Love going, he's got this.
4: So you're great of a leader, you know, and a player he is, you know, to be poised to, you know, bring us back 17 up. you you know, I think I think of him highly, you know, as as I think we all do. You know, we knew, you know, we wasn't surprised. We see him do it every day. So, you know, we know what he can do. Um, you know, like I was telling him in the game, be him. Because you know, we all know what he could do. So,
3: when he did, it wasn't no surprise to us.
0: So, there you go. A lot of the guys basically saying we got his back. He's not surprising us. He may be surprising you, but he's not surprising us. We believe in him. See, that's when you can walk up and down the line. You can ask for a hand to slap and say, let's go. We got this. You can do that in the meantime. Until you can't walk the walk, you can do that. And that's why when, you know, as as you said, I opened up the can of worms. When over the years we've talked about this, that, and, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it wasn't like he never got off the bench and never went down and talked to guys because he did. He would go to the bench. He would sit down. He would, you know, look over the surface pro with whatever backup quarterback happened to be backing him up at the time. He'd sit down with the, you know, the quarterback's coach or the coordinator and he'd go through things and then he'd get up, he'd put his hat on and then he'd walk down to the other end of the bench, but they never showed that you did see it every now and then, but usually he'd put a towel around his neck. He'd walk to the sidelines. He'd stand at the end and wait for his time to go in. Whereas Jordan love coming to the side, getting a little bit of a glimpse as to what he just saw and then running down to the offense and offensive line, wideouts, whatever, uh, saying we got this, even encouraging the defense. So it's a young cat taking over the team, trying to put his mark on it, doing it genuinely as opposed to hokey crap, much like uh, you're trying to see now with Russell Wilson out in Denver after he's already put his mark on the team from last season, in which he pretty much showed the only person he gave about in that locker room was him. And now he's trying to put the crap back in a horse, and everybody's going, You're fault, you're, you're." No, we're not inspired by you at all. Jordan Love
7: is, is at this point. Well, Jordan Love is the same age as these guys, which I think helps too. I, sure. I also think he's a different type of leader than Rogers. Rogers was never a rah rah type of leader. I always thought that Rodgers' leadership power and his ability to 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 rise guys up around him was based on that he was so amazing and he could do things that no one else could do. I think his teammates were just so blown away they'd do anything for this guy. The problem is when Rodgers wasn't playing his best or when the offense wasn't cooking, that goes away, right? Like Rodgers couldn't lead by example anymore because the offense wasn't cooking. And when the offense isn't cooking, you know, what, what do you do next? Right. Well, right. what's your next pitch? And I think Jordan love, at least so far after listening to these guys yesterday, when the offense isn't going, he still has the ability to connect with guys and, and to fire them up. And I don't know if that's something Rogers always did a great job of.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was out of character for Rogers to do that. And I thought it would have gone a, a lot longer had Rogers done that. It would have it would have meant more because then you're looking at a guy who's destined for the Hall of Fame, lowering himself to what would be perceived your level to say, you know hey uh, we've got this come on i'm going i'm going i'm going to throw you on my back i'm going to raise you up and let's go instead it, he just sat at the end of the bench almost like i'm in my world you're in yours and if it happens to work out it happens to work out because i already know i've got a gold jacket and that that was the perception sometimes i mean guys know he worked hard and you had expectation he had expectations but it just it it seemed at times as if he was he segregated himself all the stuff that you read now about being this great teammate in New York, it, it I think for a lot of people, I think it's all for the cameras. Because just on the daily, from the guys you talk to that cover the team on the regular up in Green Bay, yeah, it wasn't always like that. He was a good teammate, but good teammates to guys he liked. He wasn't this overwhelming teammate to everybody, bringing, opening his arms and bringing everybody into the fold and making them feel welcome and – you know, kind of take himself down to that because to be a great leader, you got to understand those that you're you're leading, and I don't think he ever really got that. I think he always just felt like he needs to elevate people to his level. But while Peyton Manning demanded excellence, Peyton Manning also demanded the fact out of himself that he lowered himself to their level to then raise them up. You can't expect people to be on your pedestal and on your level right away. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Wrap things up with what did we miss? Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. to Have you back to Bill Michaels show on the air? Good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at every plumbing and heating. They are in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Trepo, Monroe, Vernon counties. And if you are, uh, by the way, they're located actually in Onalaska. So if you want to give them a call, 608 783 2803, 608 783 2,803, give them a shout. And, uh, Craig, uh, right now, not only are they hiring, but they also do a lot of different stuff when it comes to, say, putting, say, heaters in your garage or floor heating in, which is uh, all the rage right now, especially if you're doing a renovation or building a new home, maybe even water heaters and such. Uh, Think Things this time of year that have to do with heat you may need. So out there in La Crosse and Trempolo and Monroe and Vernon counties, Jackson County, all over that area out there past Onalaska, Call them 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. That's our
7: guys at every plumbing and heating
0: time now for what do we miss?
7: I just want to talk about a couple games, not the Packers, that we didn't get to today. I want to talk really briefly, Bill, about last night. uh, The Raiders lost to the Steelers at home. I thought the Raiders were going to win this. The Steelers, by the way, Bill, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The Steelers need to be good for the NFL to really be in in tip-top shape because the Steelers right. are on all that. They're on Monday Night Football, Saturday Night Football. They're a crummy watch. They're, they're not a good watch right now, but they beat the Raiders. Devontae Adams, a couple quotes after last night's game. I'd play you the clip, but it's pretty quiet. I'll just read you mm-hmm. what he said. Uh, I don't got time just to wait around. It's not my mentality to take all season to figure it out. I don't think Adams is happy.
0: Um. Yeah, he uh, – and that's a damn shame. <laughs> I say that sarcastically. I, I really say. don't care. Devontae Adams wanted out. He wanted to be gone. He didn't want the contract. He wanted to go. He wanted... Because remember, it was about his family putting his mark on, on the world and getting away from Green Bay and being out in Vegas with the next Hall of Famer. That's what he said. And he had a chance for the same money to stay. He got tired of all the BS. He didn't want to be around. Remember, he... I, I, I think Jordan's a good guy, but he didn't want to be with Jordan Love, and now he's stuck. That's that's fine. You know, it's it's there, there's a lot of players that have left Green Bay that have found the grass is not greener. It may be greener via money, but it's not gr- greener grass when it comes to how you're treated via the organization. And he put himself in one of the – and knowing, we all knew it, he put himself in one of the worst organizations out there. That's yep. the Oakland Raiders or, or Las Vegas Raiders.
7: So I I have
0: zero, zero concern for him at this
7: point. So the Raiders, uh, or excuse me, the Steelers, are on Monday Night Football last week, Sunday Night Football last night. Uh, Thank God tonight, no Steelers. Do you like the doubleheader Monday Night Football? Do you like two games, or do you think that's too much?
0: Uh, I think it's too much. I like just really good matchup standalone games. I think yeah. tonight would be a good one with the former Super Bowl matchup, the Rams and Cincinnati, albeit you may not even get Joe Burrow in this contest because he says he's going to play. They look like they're gonna give it a shot. I think Cincinnati is stupid to do so, but they feel like they absolutely positively have to win this game, so he gives them the best chance, so we'll see.
7: But uh I I don't know. I, I just uh you know. I'm just kind of waiting to see. It's too bad how Cincinnati season has started out. I feel like it's it's been a worst-case scenario in a couple different right. ways, but we'll see how they do tonight. By the way, primetime notice for next weekend, Miami-Buffalo game of the weekend at noon. The Sunday night game is the Kansas City Chiefs at Zach Wilson and the New York Jets, so... Bummer. Of course, that game was awesome when it was scheduled. <laughs> right. Well, like, could we get someone? It would have been Aaron
0: Rodgers and yeah. and Patrick Mahomes, and now you got the Swifties, and oh yeah, oh. it would have been wild. But and remember, Aaron Rodgers was at a Taylor Swift concert and and videotaping it, and
7: talking about how great she was, and. And he even got out-muscled by Travis Kelsey, I guess, in this whole sense. So yeah. yeah, you can't blame the schedule makers, but it's a bummer that we can't get Dolphins uh, bills right. on Sunday night. Uh, two clips that I want to play you. Post-game audio from the Broncos locker room after the game yesterday. I, I feel like Mike Clemens here. Let me take you into the Broncos locker room. This right? is what offensive tackle Garrett Bowles had to say when asked how he uh, felt after giving up 70 points. What, they lose 70 to 20? Uh, here's a little Q&A with Garrett Bowles. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? <laughs>
6: it's, uh, tired of losing, man.
7: Uh,
6: I've been here for seven years, and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating.
7: I love watching Russell Wilson and yeah. John Payton lose. That's a bummer. I'm like, oh, that guy sounds... Right? That's, that guy sounds like he's done a couple of tours in, in battle. That's a damn shame. Uh <laughs> That sucks. By the way, Sean Payton, quick Q&A with a reporter. He gets a little testy. Listen to this.
6: I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words because I've never been in. A, I've been on the other side of some games like that. And then every once in a while in this league, you get your butt
1: whipped. But this was more than that.
2: You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I mean, like I'm aware. Third time, the team has scored 70 points over 700.
1: What's the question? I
7: mean, what's the question?
1: I just finished telling you.
7: Yikes. Not great. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a damn shame. Sean Payton doesn't want to answer the questions, wants to be obstinate, but yet he's the guy that said it was a coaching disaster last year under Nathaniel Hackett. One of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen, I think were the exact words, and yet he doesn't want to answer to what we just witnessed, which was the worst coaching job ever seen. (laughs) And he doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, what a whiny bitch he is. Do oh, we, you got to be kidding
7: me. Do man. we need to apologize as a, as a society to Nathaniel Hackett? I don't think he was a great coach last year, no. but we treated him like he was the dumbest man who's ever been in football.
0: No, we, you know, he kind of got what he deserved only for the fact that everything went south in a hurry, but he was snipped by the organization from the very beginning by giving Russell Wilson everything he ever wanted. Sure. And Russell Wilson then segregating himself from everybody else. I mean, that's the organization's fault. However, he's taking a ton of heat right now in New York because he can't figure out the Jets' offense to make things a little more simplified and a little more Zach Wilson friendly. Uh, because they're not, you know, everybody that to a man that knows football is looking at this going, "What are you doing? You're 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 sending guys out downfield, you know, and and acting as if you still have Aaron Rodgers there, and you don't. You've got to change the offense and. Some say he's been obstinate to do so because that's the offense that Zach Wilson learned, so he should know how to run it when, in essence, you have to play down to the lack of talent that you have. And so maybe he hasn't done a good job there either because they put all the eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, which goes back to the the, the comment we had last week. How many guys, you know, have just the blemishes been hidden because of Hall of Fame quarterback play over the years? And maybe Nathaniel Hackett, now Luke Getzey, maybe those guys are a couple of them because you you can't fail when you got uh, Aaron Rodgers in your arsenal, you know? So, anyway, we're back at it again tomorrow. Good stuff. Good stuff to end on. Uh, That'll do it. Uh, Don't forget, short week. We got the huddle coming up on Wednesday. We'll be back in Green Bay on Thursday night at Burkle's. Burkle's one block over. That is our new location for home games when it comes to the Green and Gold postgame show. Time for us to get out of here. Have a go. Boop.